We're back on Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. I have Tamara Rial, a horticulture specialist from MU Extension. We're going to have a noisy spring in Missouri. Tamara, nice to uh, talk with you again. I didn't realize you had a nickname, Dr. Bug. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's easier to say than Dr. Rial. <laughs> yeah, who, uh, who gave that to you? Did you come up with your own or did somebody tag you as Dr. Bug? No, when I was doing a lot of programming with kids, they came up with that. They're like, uh, we'll just call you Dr. Buck. I like it. I love it, too. Well, Tamara, the last time we talked, I think we talked about bed bugs at the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Billion, are we talking billions of cicadas that will be buzzing this spring? We are. We are talking billions. Um, they're just, there's so many of them in the ground that they take the approach of overwhelming the system. They know that animals, birds, uh, even your dogs and cats are going to be eating them. So they just overwhelm the system to make sure that there are plenty of of cicadas left to be able to reproduce for the next brood. Now, why are there going to be so many this spring in Missouri here in 2024? Brood 19 just is a very large brood. Now, you're going to see in the media that there are two broods that are emerging at the same time, and they are. There's two broods that are emerging this year. However, they are in very different areas. There might be some overlap on the northeast side of Missouri and in like Illinois. But for the most part here in Missouri, we just have brood 19 that is emerging. It's still a huge brood. There still can be a lot. And what's the difference between the the broods in terms of their life cycles? Okay, so the different broods have different names, all in Roman numerals. And it's just at the time that they emerge. So different broods, you can still have similar species in them. But it's, it's the dates at which they emerge. Different broods, typically the ones that are northern, are going to be 17-year cicadas, whereas the southern ones are going to be 13-year cicadas. And what I mean by 13-year and 17-year, those are the life cycles, when the eggs are laid versus when they emerge as adults and when the next eggs are laid. All right. The last time that these two broods emerged together was 1803. Thomas Jefferson was the president. Uh, Missouri wasn't even a state, and the next time that this will happen will be 2245, so another 221 years. So this is uh, like a once-in-generations of an opportunity to, to have both of these emerging from the ground at the same time. I know. It's it's really weird to think about how long ago that these coincided. But do keep in mind that Uh, The brood 19, they do emerge every 13 years. The other one is every 17 years. It's when these two broods are emerging at the same time. 221 years is a long time. It's crazy to think about, you know, back when they did that again. That was our, that was Thomas Jefferson, and it's our grandchildren's great, great, great grandchildren the next time that they're going to emerge again. Pretty neat. Yeah, well, no wonder Dr. Bug Tamara Rial from MU Extension is excited about this uh, upcoming season. All right, so when will we start seeing these uh, cicadas emerge from the ground? So in with Brood 19, the Great Southern Brood, we're going to start seeing them emerge in late April. We might see them for the first couple weeks of May as well. Uh, they are going When the adults are coming out, it's about a four- to six-week period. Um, brood 13, that's the Northern Illinois Brood ones that probably won't make it here to Missouri, but those are actually going to be about mid-May through June. So there might be a little bit of an overlap. So if you really are excited, you can see the ones here in Missouri, and then you can travel up to Illinois to go see the other brood. All right. Why are these cicadas so loud? (laughs) 
they're so loud because, well, any individual cicada isn't going to be any louder than our annual cicadas. However, because we have so many of them, when they all emerge at the same time and they're all trying to, to attract the females because it's the males that make the noise, then they, they sing together. It's a synchronized singing, which is another really neat characteristic of these, of these cicadas. When they're working together, that's when they're able to hit those really high decibel rates, um, so loud that it's like a jet engine. We all know that they, they come out and, they've got, and they're making all this noise, and they've got four to six weeks to find a mate, uh, get their job done, and then they die. What happens for these cicadas that, that are in the ground for 17 or 13 years? Maybe you can explain, what are they doing down there? As a bug with a simple life cycle, they have the three main stages. So there's the egg, then they hatch and become a nymph, and then they become an adult. So that nymphal stage for periodical, periodical, periodical cicadas is really, really long, 13 years or 17 years. Now, these nymphs are plant feeders, and so they will be sucking on plant juices, uh, the tree roots. Now, some people will worry, is this going to harm my tree? We don't actually know. Um, obviously, it's going to be taking nutrients from the tree to some regard, but we don't think that it has any real, true, long, harmful effects on established trees. That's what they're doing. They are just feeding. Pets will be interested in them. They may even eat them. That's fine, right? Yeah, it won't hurt your pets. I wouldn't recommend that they eat a lot of them. Um, people have even tasted them just to see what they're like. Um, it's not necessarily recommended because we don't really know what they're eating down there. Yeah. Uh, you can avoid trying to put any pesticides, but 13 years, 17 years, that's a long time to know what the history is down there. Overall, your pets are going to be just fine. If they go up into the, the, the trees, the leaves, are, are they going to ruin our trees from above? Not, not typically. Um, so most of your established trees are able to handle this. The damage can come when the females are laying eggs. And for established trees, after all of this is over, you might see some of your trees, called, it's called flagging, when the tips of the branches are just kind of broken off. That's, that's where you see some of the damage that comes. For established trees, they're going to be fine. For young trees, like young fruit trees, you actually can have some pretty significant damage. So if you have planted trees in the last couple of years and you're concerned about them, just cover them with a fine mesh like cheesecloth or, or some other mesh that's pretty small so that the cicadas can't get in there. And that, that will protect them. Tam Marie, all from MU Extension, joining us. We're talking about the cicadas. Uh, two different uh, broods will be appearing this year. Um, do you know the the crossover? How how big of a crossover these two cicadas will will meet up? And do they look different? How can we kind of make this a little science project for ourselves? I'm so glad you asked. So on the maps that we have, there are some interactive maps online that you can look to see where where these cicada broods are going to be. Brood brood 19 is going to be over 15 states. It's it's huge. Uh, but it doesn't quite make it as far as where brood 13 is going to be. Now, I have to admit that there that we don't know everything. Insects that only come out every 13 to 17 years, that leaves a lot of room for research. Looking at these maps, it looks like brood 13 doesn't quite come down to reach in Missouri, but we might not know that. So there is an app. Uh, it's called Cicada Safari. It's, it was created by Dr. Jean Kriske. And what this does is it allows everybody to be a part of the science here. 
So if you download the app, it's available both on Apple and Google, I believe. You can actually help map where you see these periodical cicadas emerge. So that way you can be part of the science and you can actually help us know where these different cicadas are emerging. And we can try and figure out where the actual boundaries for these cicada broods are. Do they look different? Because the only thing that I have from memory are that they're kind of black with red eyes. But are they all like that? Oh, another great question. So there are, I, there's like at least seven different species in magic cicada. Oh, and wow. these two broods, they have, they actually have different species in each one. All of them to the untrained eye are going to look like black cicadas with red eyes. But there are some, some differences between the different species. So some of them are going to have a yellow belly versus a red belly or an orange belly. That's one way to be able to tell the difference. Um, they also can have a difference in song. So you can, if, you, if you can tell, um, you'll hear different songs from the different species. So there, there's some different websites out there that actually have recorded songs. Give it, look those up and see if you can hear those when the cicadas are out. You know, my luck, Tamara, is uh, I would be a cicada. I'd come out of the ground. All right, I've been in there for 17 years. I'm going to go find me someone. I'm going to do my... And then, like, some little Labrador would come and chomp me up, and that would be it. <laughs> what a buzzkill, huh? <laughs> that would be. That would be. But, hey, because of your sacrifice, another male would live to see his offspring. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tamara Real filling us in from uh, MU Extension on the big buzz this spring with the uh, cicadas coming. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.